What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Always Loading Podcast. My name is Jeremy. I'm your host. And it is my belief on this podcast. It's our belief on this podcast that there's literally nothing in this world that we cannot accomplish. There's nothing in this world that we cannot overcome because someone already has been in the exact same situation that you've been in before and they have overcame that. We have zero excuse. There's people that have the, a worse life than you could ever possibly imagine as children, as adults, as teens, and they are the ones that are the most successful because they have the most pressure on them. We have no excuse and it's the most amazing part of it. That's the reason why I get so excited to do this kind of stuff. And today, this might be, I'm standing. This is my first episode I've ever done where I was literally standing. And it's because it's the most, it's the thing that's most important to me and it's fear. And it's where everything comes from. It's where I don't believe in anxiety. I don't believe in stress. I believe in fear. It's the only thing that really pushes us and changes who we are to like the biochemical, like nature of our body. And then we act differently in accordance to that. We do not show up the way we want to show up because we're afraid. So this is one of my favorite, 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 favorite topics to touch on. And it's perfect for me to be doing it right now too. And the reason is, is I've never been more scared in my entire life than I have been in the last two and a half months. And this is, I, I'm on, I'm so honest. I'm always honest when I'm on my podcast, when I'm talking to you guys and I put my life out there first. And this one's going to be tough for me to talk about. Because I moved down to California to work with Jordan Lolly, J-Law B-Ball. Yeah, yeah. God, I freaking love it. It's been, it's been so amazing. But I was terrified to come down here and work with him. Absolutely terrified. He's an NBA basketball trainer. He's probably the fifth biggest influencer in the world in basketball right now. And I was terrified because I was so scared that I wasn't going to be good enough. And at some point during the first week or the second week or the third week, he was going to look at me and be like, hey, man, like... You know, you're the weak link and you don't cut it. You got to go. I was so scared. And the biggest reason I was scared is because I fucking loved it. I loved every second about it. I walked in a gym and there was good energy everywhere. There's people like lifting each other up instead of putting someone down for having talent. Like there was so much, there were so many good vibes in the gym. And like there was so much, like I was so happy. I was finally in a place around among peers that I wanted to impress, that I wanted to make colleagues, that I wanted to... I wanted to make networks with like I had so much on the line every single day and so that's what I think fear is like it's not even, you're not you're not afraid you don't have anxiety you're not stressed it's something you genuinely fucking care about you know how cool that is you know you know how rare it is for you to be with somebody or in a situation or in a new work uh, a work opportunity that's like your dream it's something you've always fucking wanted you know how rare that is for you like that's, that's amazing. So it's like, it's like a shift in perspective. First of all, it's like a, this is so cool that I care this much about something. This is so cool. And the other thing that's happened in the last two and a half months and that person may, may or may end up seeing this video. If so, fuck it. I don't really care because I'm putting my life out there. I'm not going to say who they are. I met somebody that I absolutely adore, absolutely adore. And I was terrified, absolutely terrified for the exact same reasons. Cause I was like, man, this is so cool. This is so fun. This is so genuine. It's terrifying at first, especially when you're not used to it, especially when you're used to, I've lived my last like six years by myself, basically, you know, building my strengths, like trying to become a better man, trying to, you know, overcome all the things that I did as a, as a kid or like trying to really get to the places I've always wanted to be. I've been in Ger uh, Germany. I've been in Lithuania. I've been in Denmark. I've been in the TBL league. I've, I feel like I've lived so much 
of my dream that I've always wanted to do, which is to play professional basketball, which is to travel the world, which is to talk to people, which is to do podcasts, to feel like I freaking matter. Like I've been able to do that kind of stuff, but I've, I never really shared that with anyone else. And I was terrified and it really has nothing to do. It'll never have to do anything with a certain individual. It'll have to do with the feeling that it gives you. And it's like, it's scary. And so it's not, it's, you're not anxious. You're not stressed. You care about something and you want to, you don't want to fuck it up. Like with basketball, with this person that I met, with like my job that I have when I'm down here, like with everything, I'm in a constant state of fear. And what I've realized is that there's actually a way to overcome it. And the first thing definitely is perspective, is to look at it and be like, how cool is it that I care? Like instead of being in a situation, and I'm not kidding, like I said, God on, God's honest truth, 15 minutes ago, I'm laying on this bed and I'm face down and I wanted to succumb to the fear to the fear of, of everything. And it's like, why are we afraid? Like, I, I just wanted to lay there and I, did, I didn't want to get up and I was like, no. And so to weigh the overcome fear, because it's gonna happen on a daily basis once you're doing something you care about, is you have to have a radical shift, an absolute radical shift in your body. And like Tony Robbins has talked about this, he's been a huge influence of mine, huge influence. He's a big guy too. He's like me, you know, we, uh, we think a lot alike. But the first, the first one to do is like, you have to do something that's silly. You have to do something that's radical. And for me, it was, I'm just doing it. I'm gonna do it right here on the live. It's like the haka. It's like the Hawaiian dancer. Like, and it's like this breathing. It's like this movement. That's, it changes all everything in your body, like on a biochemical level. And you can't be fearful and be in that, and be in that silliness and be in that playfulness at the same time. Like it's literally, it's going to shake that off of you. And it might not happen at first, but it's something that you can do. Like if you're listening to this right now, or if you're listening to this in the future, on the podcast, like what I want you to do before you do anything that's super important to you, I, I want you to get into a state of being where you feel unstoppable because we've all been in that position. We've all been, you know, with athletes or, you know, in a, in a relationship or in a friendship or like, you know, playing a video game for God's sakes. We've all been in that situation where you're just in the zone, you're in the moment and you're just feeling it. You feel un. You feel unstoppable. You feel invincible. Like there's like a bounce to it. Like it happened to me the other day. Like I got, I was, I was playing with um, a couple guys and the guy named Jalen Hands. He's so freaking good. He's so talented. Um, and he put up a shot and I hadn't touched the ball in like five minutes, but I was aggressive and I went up and I got this tip dunk and like, and I remember like the feeling I had as I was going back down the court, just like, you just, you feel like you're in sync. You feel like you're in sync with your body. You're in sync with your life. And there's this energy and this vibe that you give off that is just undeniable. And so what I want you to do is I want you to learn how to warm up for the day. Like just because you're going to the job, just because you're going to school, like online school, even if you're going to hang out with your friends, I want you to warm up. I want you to do like a breathing exercise. I want you to move. I want you to feel silly. I want you to look at yourself and be like, what the hell am I doing right now? It's important because if you're, especially if you're doing something that you care about, because when you show up, if you show up and you're not like warmed up, like in someone and somebody interrupts your life or, or a moment happens, like how many times have we showed up half speed somewhere, especially athletes? How many times have we showed up to a court, like an open gym or a rec game, and you're like, oh, I don't really care, you know, I'll throw the shoes on. Oh, I'll go out here and put some shots up. I'm feeling cool today, whatever. And then you play and you get your ass whooped or you get ripped or you get embarrassed because you're going half speed. Like, so I guess we're going to do this. So first thing I want you to do is I want you to warm up. I really want you to warm up. But number two, I want you to think of something. I want you to have a game plan and know what you want. Like know what your outcome is. Like whether it is, you know, in a relationship or whether it is with your dream jobs or like, 
you know, podcasting or you being a social influencer or like whatever you want to do. If you know what you want, you will hit your target or at least get closer to it versus if you don't know what you want and then you're in the moment, you're like, oh shit, this is great. Number one, I'm not warmed up for it. Number two, I didn't even know I wanted this. You're going to fail. And I feel like we're forced to learn so many times from our hindsight, which is a bitch. And then you have, then you have more fear stacked on top of it because we learn so often from hindsight. We finish the game and we're just like, dude, I, I don't know, I just wasn't there. Or at halftime, you're like, okay, reset. I got to reset. We're at halftime, we're not playing very well. Or you're on a date or something. Or I know you're at like, you know, a party and you meet somebody. You're at a bar and you meet somebody. And like afterwards, you're like, God dang, I, I really screwed that up. Like, I really screwed that up. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a fun story. It's an embarrassing story, but I'll tell you. I'm at a grocery store and this is... Uh, a year ago, it's one of my, uh, two years ago, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. I had to call my best friend afterwards. I'm walking through the store and I see this girl and she's a 10 out of 10. Absolute, absolute 10 out of 10 to me. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm just gonna stand here and see if she like comes over. She comes over and smiles, I'll say hi. And so I'm kind of sticking there and sure enough, she kind of comes in my area and, I, and then she like turns down this aisle and I actually needed something downtown. So I went down that aisle and I stopped for a second. I was like, oh, okay, I need this. And I saw her stop. And, I, and like, kind of brush her hair, and she didn't like get anything. I was like, that's kind of weird. So I kept doing what I was doing, because I was like, whatever. She didn't smile at me, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going on about my day. She turns around again, kind of, and stops. And I look up again. I'm like, dude, what is, she, like, what is she doing? Like, does she not know what she wants? And then the third time, she literally like, and just looked at me, and it just like smiled. And I was like, oh shit. So I was like, hi. And I walked over, I walked over, it was, it was so embarrassing. I walked over and I was like, hi. I was like, God, you're, you're so cute. I was like, what's your name? I'm Jeremy. And I like stepped and I like didn't even give her a chance to talk. And like, I felt myself step too close to her and I was like shaking her hand. And I was like, oh shoot, my, and I like say like, oh shoot, my bad. And she's like, I'm, I don't remember what her name, we'll call her Katie. And so I like stepped back real quick and then she goes, and I was like, so, uh, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> and uh, she goes, what? And I was like, um, shit, I don't, I don't know, fuck. And I just like walked away. I pushed my car and I walked away from her. I left her in the aisle. And I was like, you stupid, stupid. What, what did you do? It's stupid. And so I like turned the corner and I was like, I was so embarrassed. And I was so annoyed at myself because I was like, man, that girl was a 10 out of 10. And she was clearly into me to turn around and say hi and I was so not prepared and now I'm learning from hindsight and like now I'm oh my god this is horrible like this is such an awful feeling and I called my best friend which is what you should do in that situation if you have a good friend he's gonna make fun of you or she and I call him and he goes you said what and he goes that's something you say to someone you've known like your entire life not someone you just met I was like dude I know but like the, the moral of the story is like, if you don't know what you want, you can't hit your target. Like if you don't know, if you're not prepared or not prepared, but if you're not in like a good state, you're not warmed up for life and you're not just like, you're not living, you're gonna miss so many opportunities and then we have to learn from hindsight. And so that's the second thing I want you to do. I want you to warm up and I want you to have a, I want you to have a plan. The third thing I want you to do is I want you to have, um, I want you to be congruent with absolutely everything you do. Every single thing you do, if you ever tell someone you're going to do something, you have to do it. And the reason is, is because I feel like we fear ourselves. Like so many times we'll say like, oh, t like okay, tonight I'm going to, for me, tonight, I was like I said, I was going to do a podcast. I said it about an hour and a half ago and I was like laying in the bed 
literally having a moment where I'm just, I was just kind of struggling for a second. I was just like, dude, no, fuck this. Get up. Radical shift. Come on. Do the, do the maca. Do the thing. Do whatever. Do whatever. Sing the Canadian national anthem. I don't really care. If it's silly, it'll really help you. And so I kind of woke myself back up and I was like, no, you're here. Be here. Do what you said you were going to do. Be a man. Like, or a woman. It doesn't really matter. Be congruent with yourself. Because we, when we start to lie to ourselves... Like it's such a slippery slope. We stop to tr we stop trusting ourselves, and then what kind of fear are you going to be living in if you don't even trust yourself? And so I think of all the things that that makes me feel good on a day to day basis, it's the congruency. It's the if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. If I don't say I'm going to do something, I'm not going to do it. And it makes things so much more simple versus leaving things open ended or leaving yourself hanging or flaking on yourself. So that one's simple, but I wanted to talk about that one for sure. The other thing is, oh, you have to put yourself, and this is exactly what I was just talking about, you have to put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable on purpose and make your life harder on purpose because that's when you go back to another place. This is, this is learning from hindsight. This one's learning from hindsight. So like, I knew I was gonna come down here and I knew it was gonna be really expensive to work with Jordan. I didn't care. I knew that I was gonna be, have to work every single day from basically 8 a.m. to 11, which is my first workout. I work out from 11 to like, two or whenever. And then I go back to work from like 2.30 to like 8.30 PM. I drive 35 minutes home. I eat a healthy meal, which is like, please, for the love of God, eat vegetables, eat healthy, please. And then I go to the park and I do my second workout. And I knew, I knew coming down here that I was never going to be more proud of myself when I left. I knew that like after three months, four months of doing that every single day, I have to work seven days a week to survive and to pay for everything I need to pay for down here. I have to. And I knew that coming down here was going to put so much pressure on me, good pressure, that it was going to change who I was forever. I was tired of being soft. I was tired of being, I was tired of failing. I was tired of failing because I just felt like I didn't have that extra effort. I was tired of failing because I felt like I would quit. I felt like I would take myself out of the game. I'd be in the middle of a basketball game and I would like miss a couple shots. And you can ask any one of my teammates if they're on here or any of my coaches, you could feel me quit on myself. I'd given up on who I was as a human being and I would like miss a couple shots and like I'd drop my head or like I just would quit. I'd want to be on the bench because it was so much safer than being in the game. I wanted to take myself out. And so I knew coming down here, I can't take myself out. There is no backup plan. There, I am here. I have to pay for rent. I have to pay for the training. I have to, you know, and then the pressure doubled when, you know, once I, like I said, once I met somebody and then once I was playing basketball every single day, the pressure doubled. And I know, like, just, I absolutely know when I leave here, hindsight, I'm going to be like, holy crap. I'll never forget this moment. And the reason why I talk about this too is because Jimmy Butler, like, and Jimmy Butler is the one that I think about the most. When he was first in the league, he didn't really do a whole lot. He was, I don't know if he was undrafted, but he didn't do a whole lot. And after his sophomore year, he moved to Texas, bought a house with all of his buddies. And he said, the only rule is if I work out, you work out. And he worked out and he, there was no internet in the house. There was no phones in the house. If you got bored, you went back to the gym. And for an entire off season, all he did was go to the gym, come back and eat. Go to the gym, come back and eat. If he got bored, he went back and got some shots up. If he got bored again, he'd go do push-ups or whatever. And he was with his friends and he made the same deal with them. So he made his life harder on purpose. And then when he came back, he exploded. And not to mention, side story, he's my favorite freaking superstar in the league because he empowers his teammates. Instead of like what Kyrie does and some other people where they like, or they want it to be about them. And then Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier go off and they're just like, hey, like, you got to wait your turn. Well, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals without you. I digress.
anyways, like when you, if you can find a way in your hometown where you are right now, or you know, if you want to, if you want to move or if you want to start a new job or get out of your parents' house or like wherever, whatever situation you might be in, that's it, comfortable. It's going to keep you there. It's going to keep you there. And especially if you're around people that like, if you're, if you're struggling, you're talking to them and they're like, it's okay. I understand. You need to be around somebody where you talk to them. And they're just like, be better, be better. Or put yourself in a situation that like is going to make you better. And like my mom was that person for me. My brothers, they're that person for me. Like if I ever talked to them and I was like, dude, I didn't do this very well. Like I, I wasn't playing very well. They're just like, be better. What can you do that's better? Like have people in your friends. Your real friends should tell you to your face, you can be better. That your real friends that care about you should be like, well, you should eat better. Like what's your diet like? What's your, what's your training like? Are you like, they should be able to hold you accountable and you should be able to come to them. You should be able to like whine and complain every once in a while. I, you know, I have a five rule with one of my best friends and it's like, Hey man, I just need a fucking five. I just need a bitch. I need a bitch for five minutes. And, and at that moment, his life doesn't matter for five minutes and I can just complain. And it's the same thing both, both ways. He could call me at 3 a.m. I'm dead asleep and he could call me and I'd be like, hey man, what's going on? And he's like, hey man, I just need a five. Cool. My life doesn't matter right now for the next five minutes, which usually turns into about an hour and a half. But it was just so amazing to have that in my life. So that is something else. And the only other thing I'll say is what is the opposite of fear? Like the opposite of fear is creativity, it's joy, it's being present, it's, it's being literally in the moment because if you're in fear, you're living in your head. And so when I think about, when I think about like having to learn from hindsight, which is what we do on such a daily basis versus being in the middle and being like in a point where you're like, okay, I'm fearful. <sighs> okay. And like being able to like, number one, I hope you prepared enough because if you're, if, I think about fear from... I think about fear where if you're in a situation like basketball, if you're in a situation like sports and you don't feel prepared, you're going to be fearful. That's on you. Like there's more work that you could have done. Like there's so much specific things that you can do. But like if you are in a situation where you are, you feel yourself starting to close off, you feel yourself starting to, um, I, don't, I don't even know how to pronounce I don't even know how to say it. I guess I just want to say the opposite of fear is just joy and creativity. So what I do sometimes, when you're fearful, your fearful mind is so creative. It'll tell you everything that could possibly go wrong in the next 15 minutes or a year or a day. It's so good at coming up with 19 opportunities of what could go wrong. And then it's going to put it in your heart and you're going to be like, oh, that could, that could happen or this, this person could do this. So what you can do is you can take all of that creativity and if you can be open and honest with yourself and be like, look, you be creative. Like, I, I'm not going to be fearful. Be creative and, and channel that. Channel that fear and really channel it into like, a, what can I see? What can I do? How can I be more present in this moment? And the other thing you can do too is you can ask high-quality questions of high-quality individuals that you know. So being down here in a situation like this, Katino Mobley was in the gym for a while. That man worked, grew up with Kobe. He is such an amazing He's been such an amazing, I call it a mentor. Like the guy just talks. And so I said, if you ever see me do something, ever, don't ever hesitate to say something to me because I'm down here to learn. I moved down here. I'm working. I told him all my story. Like I'm working all this. I'm just being here to survive. This is why I came here. This is my purpose right now. And he's just like, I like that. That's hunger. He goes, you remind me a lot of me and Kobe when I was your age. He goes, he goes if I ever see someone, I got you. And he would say, and, I, and one of the things I asked him one time, I said, how do you be in, how are you in a situation where you haven't touched the ball in like four minutes when you were younger? Because you're playing with a really talented player. You can't really get mad at them for taking shots. Michael Porter Jr. just went through this. And how do you handle 
staying prepared or not feeling like annoyed that you're not getting touches. And he goes, I never felt like I was never involved in a game, even when I was younger, because I'd go get the damn ball out of the rim. If I wanted the ball, I went and got the ball. And it, he's like, it's that simple. I could get a steal. I could get a block. I could have a good extra pass. I could have a hockey assist. I could push. I could run the lane, and then it opens up a lane for somebody else. I can always be involved. And so the other day, that's what happened. I hadn't had touched the ball in five minutes. I was like, okay, how can I be involved? Got a, got a tip, like got a tip dunk on the next play. Got a, got a kick out on an offensive rebound, then kicked it ahead. And then you have to be not afraid enough to, to state your point at times too, to your friends or to your teammates, not to the media. And so for me, I, I walked up to Jalen. I was just like, hey man, they're starting to leave me on the wing because you guys are being so aggressive. I can make your job real easy. I'm, I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit it. And like, it's hard to say that kind of stuff. It's hard to add extra pressure to yourself, but you gotta be able to do it. You got to be able to do it. If you're, if you're gonna forever be afraid, like why did you shoot 300 shots if you're not gonna take those shots in the game? If you're forever gonna be afraid, you're not gonna make it. You're not going to make it. And whatever you want to do, if you're going to be afraid and you're going to let fear not let you say something, not say what's on your mind, and then later you call your mom or you call your brother and you're like, man, like they just wouldn't give me the ball. Like I need more touches. Tell that to the person that matters. And that's exactly why Michael Porter Jr. was getting slacked the other night because he told it to the media. Tell it to your team. Tell it to your point guard. Tell it to the person that matters. And it's the same thing if you're walking through a store and you see someone that you think is attractive and like you want to go that route or you see someone that has really nice hair or you see someone that like it just looks like they have good energy that day and they're just bobbing around. If you have something that comes in your head and you're not good enough to be like, man, I love your energy. You're great, man. I, I think you're great. Like that's such a cool conversation. It's great and it's cool to lift people up and say the things that are in your heart all the time. Fear goes away when you start to use it all the time and you start to say the things all the time that's just going through your head. And I think that's where I want to leave off. <sighs> yeah. I think the only thing I'll say at the end to close is your, your diction with yourself. Like the words that you use with yourself is so important and how much power you add to things and how much, if you, think about this. If you wanted to be a little bit more creative, a little more joyful and maybe a little less serious and you wanted to like, not serious in the things that matters, but you just wanted to have a little bit more easygoing and like have a better have a better life and better friendships and better relationships. If you're listening to like, I thought about this the other day, I was listening to like an Eckhart Tolle book and it was super thick and it was about like purpose and driven, but it was like, mm, and thoughts and it was so thick. And I was like, how am I supposed to go from listening to a book that's so freaking thick and serious and then go hang out with like my buddies later and not just be a drag, like how the world, how, I think about this and I, so I started listening to like Bill Burr, I started listening to comedies, I started listening to things that was just more entertaining because it's like, why would you put yourself in a situation that's going to bring you down on a human level? Like we interact, we interact with the world on a, on a physical level where if we're around, if you're around someone that's like depressed all the time, if you're around someone that has low energy, you're going to attract that into your life yourself. And if you can keep track of what you say to yourself and the input that you receive, like, don't ever call yourself stupid. Don't ever call yourself dumb. Like, don't ever get mad at yourself. I feel like the biggest fear that happens from the inside is that you're afraid. I think, like our, I think about like ourselves and like our soul being like a little kid. And if I was constantly yelling at myself in basketball for years and constantly getting down at myself, there was a fear inside that it was like I was going to hate myself by the end of the day. Because it happened. It happened all the time. Baseball and basketball. Football, freaking checkers, I don't care. If I had a really bad outing or a really bad day, like I hated myself at the end of the day. 
I feared myself more than anything. I feared being alone with myself after I disappointed myself. I feared after I messed up with that one person. Like I feared my failed relationships in the past or even the ones that I succeeded. I always feared being with me at the end of the day because maybe I wasn't being congruent with myself or maybe I, I failed because I was so hard on myself. And like there's gotta get, you just gotta get to a point where you wouldn't ever let anyone say the things that you do to yourself, to you. You, wouldn't anyone, you would never let someone talk to you like that. And it's so important if you think about like fear, a lot of times I think we are afraid of ourselves and what we're gonna think. Not what someone else is gonna think. I think we're afraid what we're gonna think at the end of the day. So please pay attention to that too. Um, with that being said, if you've never listened to this podcast before, welcome, we're glad to have you. Um, you can leave a, a review on Apple Podcasts that helps me. It doesn't have to be five stars, whatever you think it's worth. And I hope you have a freaking wonderful day. All the best.